Welcome to the New Author Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is Sunday, August 28th, 2022. This is episode number 180, and I am one of the hosts of this podcast, Jerry Evanoff. And with me, as he is every week, is Rich Casey. Rich, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Jerry. Last time we talked was two weeks ago, I guess, and I was on my way out the door almost to California for my son's wedding. So we made it out there. People got wed, and I made it back. So you can't complain. (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, you know, I, I, it's I just as I'm as I'm reading the intro here from the from the outline, I'm noticing that it's August 28th. Has this summer kind of fl- flew by for you? Because it, it is really has. By. Yeah, it really has. Uh, part of it was just the anticipation of of having to, to travel out to California. Part of it was having to deal with the, the my mother's illness and stuff. But yeah, it's just coming on. Yeah, for me, the next two weeks are going to be the thing that go really fast. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see kind of kind of what happens these next couple of weeks. Can you hear me okay, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds okay. fine on my making end. sure. Okay, just making sure. I'm looking at the the levels on Zencaster, and your levels are much louder than my levels. And it's like that every week, but I'm not sure if that's good or bad. Yeah, neither am I. Okay. Anyway, all right. So if there's a problem with the audio, I don't know. We'll just fix it. In, oh, I'm going to say something that I've always wanted to say. <clears throat> we'll just fix it in post. Yeah, that's <laughs> Sounds very professional. <laughs> it does. It really does. Uh, and that's what we strive to be is very professional. Um, all right. So uh, in terms of my stats, again, we haven't talked in a couple of weeks and I am up a whopping 293 words to 92,396. And that is mostly because of editing. And I'm not really, you know, adding tons and tons of new words. I'm adding things and subtracting things as I go. And this time it came out as a plus 293. Uh, next week, it could be different. Who knows? Um, in terms of new listeners uh, that we might have, I do have some science fiction books out there. I quit writing book three in my series about 65% of the way through it. I will get back to it at some point. I just kind of got bored and wanted to write a mystery. Um, And I have book four started also. I did that accidentally. I have a couple chapters written there. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do next though. I'm really, you know, I have to send this book off to the editor a week from tomorrow. I have eight days left. And once that book goes off to the editor, I'm going to take a week or two off of anything writing related. Uh, Maybe start some plotting, but I'm not sure. I might just take a couple weeks to just do a bunch of things in my, my uh, running list of future things to do. And then once I'm ready to start again, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Am I going to do the next mystery? Probably. Or am I going to write the science fiction? I'm not sure. So Uh, just whatever moves you at the moment. Yeah, I think so. And right now the mystery is more fun than the science fiction, but that's because I did the science fiction for like four consecutive years. Right. And, you know, shiny things. It's nice to see something, do something new, you know, that whole thing. Right. Uh, right. Mailer light. I'm pretty sure I'm still at 860. I haven't checked it in a few weeks, but I will be diving hard into that in the next month or so. And we'll talk about that in a little while. And last, I guess the goal, I have last week's goal, but the goal from two weeks ago is to just keep going. And that's what I've been doing is just keep going. The, the real goal is to get finished by Labor Day, which is eight days from now. Uh, and I have a whole bunch still to do. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, the last two weeks has been basically getting ready to travel, traveling and decompressing from traveling. So 
haven't gotten a lot done. I actually did more words than you, though, which is probably not more chapters, but more words. Um, the novella I haven't touched is still unchanged at 15,323 words. That first draft is done. It's just waiting for me to get back to do a revision. Uh, book one in the uh, series that I'm writing, Death Comes to Paradise, it was actually down 91 words to 46,402. I edited chapter three uh, this past week, cut out a few words. I added a few, but it turned out to be down uh, not quite 100. Book two uh, in that series, which I I guess I kind of accidentally started, just like you accidentally <laughs> started your book four in your uh, sci-fi series, uh, Death of the Obeah, uh, was actually up 736 words to 25701 this week. So I was able to add a few to that. And most of what time I had for writing over the last couple of weeks was working on the draft of the first chapter of what I'm just going to tentatively call How to Write a Cozy Mystery nonfiction book that I hope to do, uh, put together one day. But this was a draft of the Patreon episode that we recorded yesterday. That'll be for our Patreon subscribers. So that's, that's pretty much caps what I did in terms of writing over the last couple of weeks. Not a lot, but at least I got a little bit in. Yeah, it's, you know, you know, you have those weeks where you don't get a lot in, but it's nice to at least feel like you did something. Right. Um, I've had those weeks in the past where I've gotten nothing done. And then I felt guilty getting in front of this microphone to tell the people who listen, oh, I didn't do anything last week. And yeah. even throughout the week, I feel guilty about it. It's that's which is why I started doing the podcast in the first place. I kind of feel like that over the last almost two months. And I really <laughs> haven't done a whole lot of writing. And it's just because I've been running here and there and doing all kinds of other things. Um, Going to have to kind of sweep that stuff away. But, you know, we're entering into a new season here soon. It'll one day start cooling off down here in Louisiana, probably not for another two months, but uh, then it'll be into fall. And, yeah, it'll be time to do something new. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm not looking forward to winter because I hate winter, but and I hate snow, but I am looking forward to – it's going to sound weird. I love golfing. It's all I do uh, when I'm not writing or sleeping or working. But I, I get up at 5 a.m. on Saturday. I get up at 5 a.m. on Sunday. I drive up to Cleveland on Tuesday nights. You know, so it's a lot of driving and a lot of like time when I could be doing other things. But it's something I love doing. But at the same time, I said no this morning to golf because I knew I had so many things to do. And I got so much done. And I feel good about getting so much done. But I also love golfing. Yeah, I'm actually kind of shocked that you said yeah, I know. No, to, no to golfing. <laughs> I did. Yeah, it's a story. But um, anyway, okay. So let's talk about the last couple of weeks. I, I don't really remember like day to day over the last couple of weeks because a lot of those days were the same. It was a lot of writing, uh, editing or, or working pretty much or golfing. I mean, that's pretty much what I've done the last two weeks. So uh, I'm going to hit some of the high notes. Uh, it is it is beginning fantasy draft season for me, which is really, really busy. I do. I think I'm in 15 fantasy leagues this year, which is the most I've ever done at one time. Wow. Um, and it, the problem is, is that I just, I, I like, for example, uh, Friday night. So it was Friday afternoon and, or, or, uh, Friday afternoon. And I got an email from one of the companies that I do fantasy with. And they said, Hey, here's a $25 voucher to get into a league. And I'm like, I got nothing to do Friday night. Let's do a draft. <laughs> I bought a $77 team and paid $52 for it. And then Friday night did a draft. Well, now I have to run. I love drafting. That's the thing. When I have to run that team all year. So like, that's right. just another team on top of the ones that I have to run. Now don't get me wrong. I love doing it. And there's a chance to win money. And I, you know, it's, it's a blast. It's just, it is a lot of, it's not a lot of work. It's a lot of time to do that work. So. Right. Do you, do you attempt to draft the same team for all these leagues or are you changing it up um, a lot? I think I, 
change it up because the, the leagues are different and the, the, some of the scoring settings are different. Some of the leagues are auctions. Other ones are drafts. Some of them are 12 teams. Some of them are 10. Some of them are 14. So that forces you to change it up. But there are certain players that I want to have on every team. Okay. Um, I don't think anybody that is any of my leagues actually listens to this. So I'll just throw out the name Kenneth Gainwell plays for the Eagles. He's a backup running back. And I just think he's going to be the starter pretty quick. Um, And you can draft him really late or in an auction. He's really cheap. So I try to get him on every team. Um, So, you know, but I have strategies that I, that I use when I draft and when I do auctions. So So you look for those sleepers. uh... Yeah. Yeah. Although in this day and age of like, you know, I'm on, I follow, fantasy football sites on Twitter. There's podcasts. There's the series six and fantasy channel. It's hard. Sleepers don't really exist anymore unless okay. you, unless you're playing in a league with people who do not do any research at all. Like I will be later this week. Um, it's hard to get sleepers that other okay. people know about. So it's more of a strategy thing than anything. It's like, do I want to draft this guy in this round? Because I know the next person's going to draft him in, in, you know, before I'm up again or, or in an auction, how do I want to spend my money? I have a, I have an auction tonight and I have a, a, an auction sheet that I created on Google with all the players and all, all the values I think they should have. Mm-hmm. And then I create these budgets where it's like, well, if I'm going to draft the top running back and then four cheap receivers go with this strategy. And if I'm going to draft, you know, one running back and five receivers go with this strategy. So I have right. that set up in, in Excel well, it's Google sheets, but yeah. I mean, nobody that's listening probably cares, but how are these auctions run? Are they like Dutch auctions or are they just highest bidder or what? I don't know what Dutch auction means. Dutch auction is when you bid, but the second highest bid is the one that actually gets the player. Oh, no, it's just highest bidder. Okay. Um, a couple of them will be online. So it's like software that just runs the auction. So you push a button that says bid and then it just, there's a timer that counts down. So if a bid comes in, it'll count for like 10 seconds. And if nobody bids, it's yours. If somebody bids, the timer restarts at 10. Okay. Uh, Okay. But the one I'm doing in Vegas will actually have an auctioneer, which is so much fun. It used to be a guy who was in the media for the Dallas Cowboys, but he doesn't travel with them anymore. I'm not sure why. I think he had a new job. And But now we have this people from the company that run they're, – they're the auctioneers. So you just got to sit at a table as if you're at an actual auction and just cross players off. It's a blast. So Is, is it like a uh, – does a guy do the patter like at a uh, cash no. auction? No. Oh, that'd be great. No, only, <laughs> only probably once or twice for fun. I okay. Mean, <laughs> no, that would be really great. Um, no, so anyways, that's starting for me. It really started last week, but I only had a couple drafts. But this week, you know, I'll have um, a couple. But then, you know, over the next – 14 days. I have so many and I'm excited about every one of them. Even I have some leagues that are $10. I have one league that's $10 to get into. I have a work league that's $25. And then I have a Vegas league that's $1,750. So I have, wow. I'm, I'm spanning from, you know, cheap to expensive to get right. into this thing. All right. So in terms of the writing though, um, Sunday night, two weeks ago, after we did the podcast, it might've been Monday, actually. Uh, I think I woke up Monday too. I, had, I got a, uh, Twitter message from Paul Teague, um, who gave me a little bit of advice. I think I had said to you, um, um, before we started, he's like, and I'm just going to add in much, he's like my much younger dad who is always looking out for me as I'm writing. So he listens to the podcast and gives me advice, which I really like. Great, Uh, great friend of the show. Yes. Great friend of the show. Um, he, uh, yeah, we all met in Scotland. I think that's, I had known him before that, but that's where we met in person for the first time. So, um, and I'm hoping that we can do that again at some point, but. Uh, he gave me a couple different tips. The first one he did was he told me that I could go on to livingwriter.com and become, you know, their term, I believe is an ambassador, but really it's an, like an affiliate. So uh, if you want to try out livingwriter, uh, it's a great 
writing software. It's what I've been using now for the last few months. I know Paul uses it and he likes it. Uh, we trying to get you, to, I keep trying to poke you to check it out and I think you will at some point. Um, but it's, it's basically like Scrivener except it's in the cloud, but it also has the plotter stuff in it where you can plot. Um, I have had zero problems with it. The only issue I've had with it was I, I couldn't figure out how to set up the tabbing when you went to a new paragraph. So it would automatically tab in. Right. Um, and I emailed their support team and they emailed me back almost immediately, which was great. So, and that, as I recall, was user error, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. definitely. User yeah. Error. yeah. Um, so I think the link that I have set up right now is livingwriter.com slash new author podcast, but I will put it in the show notes for anyone who wants to give it a try. I believe they have a seven day demo and I, I i'm not sure about that i'm going to go to their website right now and find out though but i believe they have a seven day demo where you can try it for free and uh if you like it i think it's ten dollars a month and if you click the affiliate link that i have from them it doesn't cost you any more i think they give me a dollar a month uh, from the subscription and uh i hope you try it out because i really like it and um i think everybody else will too he also sent me, Paul also sent me a, a note about a, an ad video that he said he liked, he really liked, he'd been trying it out. Um, it's called Jumpstart Amazon Ads for Authors, and I will put a link to this in the show notes also. Um, and if you, and actually I'm going to put, so Paul sent me an affiliate link. I'm going to go ahead and put that in our show notes. I think I have that correct. Um, I'm going to put that in our show notes. So if you click on it, it helps him out because he's the one who actually helped me out and I appreciate that. Um, and he said it was very easy and he's learning a lot. He said he learned a ton of it within the first 30 minutes and he's working on making it work for him. Uh, Paul, if I'm getting anything wrong from your Twitter message, please DM me and let me know and I will correct it next week. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to check this out because Amazon ads are just, you know, it's such a black box really that uh, any any kind of insights you get are going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> I hope <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am following the Brian Cohen's kind of, there are weeks that I miss doing stuff, but I am getting page reads. It's not ramping up, but I'm also being lazy every now and then and not doing it like I should. Right. Uh, but I am getting page reads stuff that I was not getting before I was trying it, but I will definitely try out. Uh, I will give this a look and, and try it out because I, I have my next book. Uh, you know, I'm sending it to the editor and, and, and God, just over a week and I'm going to start exploring now. You know, when I wrote my first book, I was ready. I just wanted to publish it. Boom. Just get it up there. I don't care about bugs or errors or whatever. I say bugs because I'm a computer programmer, but I meant to say errors. <laughs> um, I just wanted to get it out there with this one. Like I'm a little bit more patient with the release date. You and I talked a few months ago about um, doing Facebook ads where you, you send out chapters and I'm going to do this. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. I'm going to do it maybe over a period of a month. So let's say, let's just say October 1st, the first chapter gets emailed out to someone. And over the next month, I have Facebook ads running. I've got chapters being sent out. And then let's say November 1st is the cutoff. Then it would go live on uh, Amazon and maybe uh, 99 cents that first day. I'm not sure how Amazon handles price changes. I know if you do like a 99 cent special, you know, one of those uh, Kindle daily countdowns, uh, I'm pretty sure they don't let you change the price of your book for a period of time, maybe 90 days or 60 days. So they have some rules around when you can change your price. You can't run too many uh, promos in a row and things like that. So I have to look into that to make sure that I can make it 99 cents. But I would like to do something with that we talked about with Facebook ads to get people to read some of it and then get it in onto Amazon Live and maybe offer it 99 cents to those people uh, on a certain day and, and go from right, there. Right, right. That sounds, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah. And then if I can work something with this Amazon, this jumpstart Amazon ads into there also, then maybe I can just get a whole bunch of eyes on it as it's being released, which is what I'm kind of looking for. 
So thank you, Paul. I appreciate you um, always sending me stuff on Twitter uh, suggestions. Me and Rich both agree that we would like you to do an episode of your podcast again. So come on, get yeah. on it. Let's go. Let's Soon, go. Sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least, Drop at, least what you an, do at least an update. Yeah, we, we really, yeah. There are a lot of people who, I still have you in my um, subscription. So if you put one out there, I'll, I'll see it. So um, yeah, anyway. All right. So uh, let me just try to remember some of the things that happened. Uh, both Tuesdays, the last two weeks, I worked from home. I had my golf leave in the, league in the evening. I believe I played pretty well in both cases, shot in the mid 40s, I think 46 and 47, which would be my low scores for the year. I think I went 47 and I had two consecutive 46s, I think. Um, I know last Tuesday, I can't remember, I was typing this into the outline thinking to myself, did I do this two weeks ago or three weeks ago? And now I'm going to talk about it for a second straight time. But I did pick up new glasses. I believe it was last Tuesday. I went at my, on my lunch break and picked them up. I love these things so much better than the bifocals. Um, I can do this and I can see you and I can tilt my head down and I can see you. And when I drive, I can lean my head back. When I'm watching TV, I can lean my head back and I have to worry about everything being blurry because it's so far away. So I'm, I was not ready for bifocals. It was just a mistake. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, in both cases, I worked from home, did some writing. I don't know why that's there. Um, it's fine. Um, Thursday. So the first Thursday I was in the office and I believe uh, I did not get any writing done because we did we celebrate. Yeah. Oh, no, I. I don't remember what happened two Thursdays ago. So just strike that this past Thursday, though, I was in the office um, and and I went and had lunch. I did not do any writing. I went and had lunch at Tacos and Tequila, which is this little restaurant in downtown Cleveland I really like. And then I had to stay in Cleveland after work because I had a draft. It was, you know, again, fantasy football season. It was at this bar right around the corner from where I worked, which worked out well. Uh, I didn't get home until about 11.15 that night, but it's with a group of guys I've been doing fantasy football with for about 12, no, Wow, for 15 years now, I think it is. This, this league's been running. And it's there's 12 of us in the league, and about eight of us have been in it every year since it started. Um, we have like a trophy presentation, and we have rules that we discuss, and uh, it's just a good time. So, so you have your own league within a league. Yeah, yeah, I have a couple of them like that. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, and then in in the case of both Fridays, I worked from home, and then I went to the driving range after work. Uh, this past Friday, I set up my um, I set up my phone so that I could record myself, and I basically didn't have anything with me. I just I, it was kind of a spur of the moment thing where I, I my my three wood and my my four hybrid were sitting in in the right spot in my golf bag to where I could put my phone on top of the three wood and let it lean against the four hybrid, and it was a perfect angle to shoot. And I recorded about 25 minutes worth of golf, uh, just hitting the ball. And then when I got home that night, I went and I bought this shot tracer app. It's like $6. And what it'll do is it will. And if anybody who watches golf on TV, will see when they hit the ball, there's that line that goes along with the ball as it's going through the air. So you can follow it. Right. So that, that's what a shot tracer app was. So what I was going to do is I was going to put a bunch of my clips onto the Patreon page of me hitting the ball. And I was going to show some of my slices and some of my hooks to the left, but I hit a bunch of straight ones, which was a really great feeling. And then I realized that I had the camera set up in portrait mode because I was just trying to see what I could do with my clubs and I don't have a tripod with me or anything like that. And it looked terrible. It worked. Oh, like, okay. I have to work, but it, it, it had the black bars on the sides. It just did not look good. So I do have a tripod. I bought it a while back. So I'm going to take it with me next time I go to the driving range, put it in landscape mode, record each shot, and then set up the shot tracer. And I'm going to put that up on the Patreon page, uh, some videos up there of me hitting golf balls. Since I figure since I talk about golf so much on this podcast anyway, for anyone who may care, and it might be one person or it might be 100 people, I don't know, um, I'm going to go ahead and throw a couple videos up there. 
What's amazing about that is not that they have an app to do that, although I guess that is amazing in its, in its own right. But the fact that it's so cheap for six bucks, yeah. you get was, that, that like, functionality. Yeah. It's like amazing. $5.68. It was a weird number that they had it for sale for. It was, it, it was in beta also. So when I downloaded it, I used it on the first shot and it, it picked up the flight of the ball. No problem. I didn't have wow. to do anything. It was really, it was really easy, yeah. uh, which was nice. So um, if I think about it, so I got a whole bunch of links. Let me, let me just make a note here. Link. I know nobody's going to care, but it's my podcast. So if I want to put the link to the shot tracer app, I can do that. That's right. <laughs> to ads for Amazon that and people, and next we'll discuss the intricacies of cribbage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, we'll get we'll get around to writing at some point. Um, all right. So and then that same day, this is something I'm going to talk about here in a little while. Uh, that same day, while I was at the uh, uh, driving range, a buddy of mine who I've known for a long time sent me a text and he says, "Hey, how much to set up a website for my business?" And I wrote back and I said. I, I feel terrible, but I just, I don't, I don't have the time now in, in my previous life, I would have said, yep, what do you need? I'll do it. And then I would have done it and I would have put off writing and I would have put off other things to do it because he asked me to do it. And I know he needed my help because he probably can't do it. And I feel bad about it, but I, I kind of decided within the last year or two that I'm going to start saying no to people, um, which is really, really hard to do. Uh, I don't know. Do you have that problem? Yes. All the time. And it's, well, especially with family, but then, you know, you can kind of see that it's really hard to turn family down when they need something or want something. But yeah, I have that problem all the time with people at church or just, you know, just about anything. I'm well, you too, did easy, too whole, easy to say yes. You did build a whole curriculum. Well, yeah, that's still to come actually. Yeah. yeah we haven't even started on it. It's still in the research phase, but yeah. So I, I just, I had to, and then when he said, here's what it is. Then he said something like, it's really, really simple. No functionality, just like information. And I was tempted to go, yeah, I can do that. But I just wrote back, sorry, I just don't have the time, which is true. Um, but I feel bad. Like I don't, I know I would do it like really cheap. He was, if he would have paid me, I would have done it really cheap for him. And now he might have to go pay more to somebody who's like a professional. And I feel bad about that. But I just, again, I, I have to say no every now and then. So I, like, I assume what he was doing is looking at your webpage. So y'all just ship them over to Caro and, <laughs> and, and say, you know, she might be able to help you out. Yeah. So, I think that's probably, that's way too complex for what he's looking for. It might be, but it's not, it's cheap for what you get. So yeah, yeah. you can think, think about it for a future functionality or whatever. I'll, I'll actually see him tonight at the draft. I'm going to just mention it to him. Yeah. Um, during this time, during this past two weeks, I actually applied for and was turned down for a book bub for my sci-fi book series, uh, book one. Um, so I'm over two. I hope I don't, I believe it wasn't it Mark Dawson or was it Craig who was over 69 before he got his first one? That was Craig. It was Craig. So I hope I don't have to go out that far, but that's another thing I'm going to try to do when this mystery book comes out is uh, I'm going to see if I can, what I'd like to do is do that whole thing where, um, get it out to some people based on the Facebook ad. They read it, uh, the day it comes out, they, they download it and maybe, you know, review it. I'll have to, I'll ask them in the email. If you get a chance, can you review it? And, um, and, uh, you know, hopefully I have enough reviews to, to try to get a book bub on it where book bub says, yes. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Let's see. What else do I have here? So the last couple of Saturdays I've golfed that Hank Haney video that I bought a couple weeks ago is really starting to pay off. I'm hitting more oh. balls straight. Oh, great. Um, I'm not getting like 250 yard drives, but I'm hitting 200, 220 yard drives. I still have a bit of a fade or a bit of a, a pull left, but I'm a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm not consistent yet, but I'm much more consistent than I was, which makes me very happy. Well, Shot 86. Oh, good. I was going to say, if you can get a cons- consistent fade or a consistent 
little pool, then you can always play to it. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, shot 86, two times in a row, which would be my low for the year. And I did that twice in a row, which is nice. I went yesterday morning, shot 93, which isn't very good, but it was really just two, two or three bad holes where I had a bad drive and had to, I had to recover from it. So that's fine. Um, and then, and then Friday, wait, Saturday. Oh, did I do a draft last night? No, I don't know why I wrote that. I didn't do a draft last night. Maybe, oh, that was two weeks ago. That was another one of those things I was telling you about where it's right. like, I'm just bored. Ah, why not do a draft? So I signed up for a draft and did it. This is two Saturdays or last Saturday. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? And then wow. you and I yesterday, oh, my dog's going crazy. And then you and I yesterday did the first of our um, Patreon videos for the $5 subscribers. Um, and I think I'm going to let you talk about that a little more than me because it was more your your content than mine. But it's a craft video talking about cozy mysteries and really just any mystery thriller in general, but mostly centered around cozy mysteries. So, Right. Now, I'll talk about that when I do my week in review. Uh, last Sunday, I attempted to go golfing, but after nine holes, it started to downpour. So we went and we stood. It's the first time I've been chased off the course by rain all year. And we went and we sat under the awning for about 45 minutes in the rain. It was heavy. Holy cow. And then it stopped. So we went back out and we played the 10th, the 11th and the 12th. And you could hear some low rumbles in the, in the, in the, uh, uh, in the distant horizon, the, the horizon, whatever the, the distance, I don't know where the distance, for, the distance. Thank you. And, um, we played, th we played hole 13 or we played hole 14 and we went to the 15th tee and we're just like, yeah, I don't, I, we, we got to quit. So we quit and three of us left. I didn't know the fourth one was staying and 15 minutes into my trip home, he sent a screenshot to us and said, yeah, it's beautiful now. And he sent a, a picture and then he, it turns out he stayed and finished. And I, if I would have known, I would have stayed and finished, but I didn't realize he was, uh, he was staying so uh yeah wow. rained out for the first time all year that doesn't hasn't happened it's a little bit disappointing and then today uh like i said earlier so busy had so many things to do today uh and i know a couple of the guys i golf with on the weekends were golfing today and they asked me to go and i actually said no which is weird for me to say no to golf but here's what i did today i woke up got to sleep in a little bit which was nice uh, I had to go to the grocery store. I needed a haircut. I had to cut my grass and do some uh, weed whacking and some some uh, kind of cleaning up of the grass because I hadn't cut my grass in a couple of weeks. I needed to do the scores for our golf league because I usually do those on Friday and I just hadn't done them yet. I did that. Um, I had to get ready for my draft tonight, which took about an hour of setting up a Google sheet that I use that has like auction values and budgets and all this expensive stuff that's going to, or all this, um, extensive stuff that's going to make me finish like 500 and not make the playoffs and lose <laughs> the $75 entry fee that it's going to take you into it, but it's still fun. So I like doing it. Yeah. That, in fact, that's where all the fun's at. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, it is. It really is. I made budgets and I was like, if I get this guy, then I can draft these three guys and just so on and so forth. So. Uh, and then now we're going to podcast and then after we're done, I am going to, you know, what? I'll talk about that in my uh, week coming up. Uh, okay. and now throughout those, that period, those two weeks, a lot of my time was taken up by editing. Uh, I am in the first half of the book. I'm only 17 chapters out of 53 finished, but I've also 42,000 out of 92,000 words. So I'm almost 50% of the words, even though it's only a third of the book. So as I move through the book and the editing, it will speed up. I'm not concerned about the labor day date for the editor not yet i mean if it gets to like next sunday and i'm flying home and i have 15 chapters still left to do that could be a problem so uh right, right, right. now i'm feeling good so well good yeah i, I you know you, if you can get anything done while you're gone at all you know that would be helpful i'm sure okay my week last couple of weeks actually has, has been involved a lot of traveling as i said earlier a week ago tuesday we arrived at 
LAX, Los Angeles at 8 a.m. Pacific time after having gotten up about 2 a.m. Central time in order to get down to New Orleans and catch that flight. So it turns out that we were there way too early at the airport, but I guess it's better to be there too early than too late uh, because we had to cool our heels for like two and a half hours before we got on the plane. But once we got to LAX, it was pretty smooth. After that, we got a rental car. Um, that No problem with that. Just walked into the place, walked right out. Uh, drove up uh, the coast a little bit to Santa Monica, uh, where we had a brunch on, at a little beachside cafe, which was kind of neat. Tables out and, and chairs out in the sand, kind of dig your, your toes in the sand and stuff. Uh, that was kind of fun. Then we just wandered for the rest of the, the morning around the Santa Monica Recreation Area, which is right just north of, of Santa Monica. It's basically a hilly, mountainous kind of area with very few roads, a lot of trails and things. Very dry and dusty. It's uh, You can really tell, although it's always dry in that part of California, you can really tell they're in a historical drought because there's just not a lot of green around. Um, about midday or mid-afternoon, we took a rest at, the, at a roadside parking area by a beach. My son or my uh, wife just sacked out uh, in the back seat of the car. And I, and I actually wrote for about an hour and a half, two hours uh, during that time, sitting in the passenger seat, watching, looking out over the Pacific Ocean. Uh, that part of California, the, the, the coast, if anybody's familiar with it, is just not really that scenic. It's, it's pretty much straight line. It's narrow. And it's really heavily built up in terms of, of people. And all, all the best parts are taken up by these huge, rich, rich people's houses uh, where you can't get to the water. Later that day, in, uh, around 5 o'clock or so, we met our son and his fiance at the time for dinner in Chinatown, which was, was neat. Uh, had dinner at a noodle house. And then by the time we got back to the hotel, we still hadn't checked into our hotel. Got back to the hotel in Pasadena, checked in. And actually got everything moved in. We'd been up for about 21 hours straight. So we just kind of collapsed Wow! Uh, after that. Yeah, it was a big, long day. Actually, I was surprised that we survived as well as we did. Uh, there was a lot of chances for uh, for mental meltdowns during that day, definitely. But then none of them happened. Uh, the Wednesday after, uh, we took it easy, tried to recover from the trip. We had dinner alone with our son that night, kind of a send-off into his new life. His uh, fiance was busy with bridemaids who were coming into town. And did a, bit, a little bit of shopping, but nothing, nothing really serious. Uh, Thursday morning, my 91-year-old mother and sister, along with my sister's friend and one of my cousins, came into town, arrived at LAX early in the morning. I think they got in about 7.30 in the morning uh, for the wedding. But they had a ton of problem with their rental car, trying to get one. They, they arrived at the rental car place. The line was like 40 deep. I think, I think my sister stood in line, she said, for about an hour and a half or something like that wow. in order to get a car. So they didn't get to the hotel where we were all staying until pretty close to noon, I think. Uh, I had gotten them checked in already, so they could just go right to the, the rooms and crash, which is pretty much what they did. Uh, they had big plans, my sister did anyways, of, of going to the Rose Bowl, going to Dodger Stadium and stuff and that's on Thursday afternoon, but none of that happened. Instead, we had dinner at some point. I can't remember where we went. Uh, and then uh, whenever my sister and her friend were around, there was some drinking involved. There had to be. So uh, we sat around at the umbrella tables at the hotel. This hotel was kind of nice. It was called the Rose and Crown Pasadena. And it's in Pasadena, the road's called uh, Colorado. But it's actually the old Route 66 that goes through oh, wow. town. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of neat. Uh, you have a lot of old-fashioned old uh storefronts and, and hotels and stuff like that along that that area 
So it was kind of, you had a really good diner across the street called Andy's Cafe that we ate at a couple of times. I love a good diner. Like, oh, yeah. Like greasy food. Exactly. Greasy oh, food. I love a good diner. In fact, there was the only reason I found it is because I was looking at some article about restaurants in Pasadena and it was, it was buried in an article called The 20 Greasy Spoons Every Angelino Needs to Visit. <laughs> that nice. was one of them. <laughs> Friday was a rehearsal dinner. Uh, followed by the rehearsal or the rehearsal for the wedding, followed by the rehearsal dinner. Uh, I tell you what, my son and his fiance picked a really great sports bar. It, it was it looked like your typical sports bar, but it had really upscale food. Uh, and the menu they had picked was picked was great. I had something called a hanger steak, which I've never even seen before. Um, and I don't even really know what to, I guess in this part of the country or, or actually in Texas and South, it would probably be called a, uh, a flat iron steak. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard that or not, but no. it, comes, it comes from the, the belly side of the cow and it was really good, really tender. It was fantastic. We hosted about 20 people, I think roughly for the dinner. I didn't actually do a head count. It cost me about $1,300 uh, as the uh, father of the, of the groom. It was my responsibility to pay for that. Uh, and so considering people were having drinks and stuff in their meals and it wasn't too bad, I thought, especially for the quality of food that we got. I thought I got, got off cheap. Uh, for that. Uh, and the service was fantastic. Uh, Friday, I came down a little bit. Let's see. No, this is, I could, I forgot to delete this. This was a, the previous Friday. Did not come down. No, good. I'm glad from the food. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. Everything was fine. Uh, Saturday, the wedding was in the late afternoon, uh, but I was busy earlier in the day because I had, had to drive an hour east to a town called Glendora, basically an outer suburb of Los Angeles, to pick up one of my son's friends who had flown in from from Kentucky for the wedding and was staying at his aunt and uncle's place. Let me tell you, his aunt and uncle have some money, obviously, because they were up in the hills of the San Bernardino Hills and a nice spread, 3,500 square foot house, uh, old colonial style. Uh, I looked up on Zillow later in the day and found out it was a two and a half million dollar house. Wow. So yeah, it was a really nice place. But anyways, I had to drive an hour east. Then I had to drive an hour back west again to get him to the wedding venue, which was about only about 10 minutes from where we were staying at the hotel. And then after the wedding, I had to drive him back. So I did a lot of driving that day. Holy cow, you did. <laughs> yeah. But that was basically, I think, my contribution for for the wedding, other than paying for the uh, for the rehearsal dinner. Because by the time we got there, we we came a few days early, thinking that there, you know we would be able to help out and do stuff. But they are uh, Joyce and her mother had already had everything uh, fixed and ready to go. What few things needed to be done, I guess uh, Joyce put the bridesmaids to work to do it, and so we didn't really have to do anything but cool our heels until the wed- actual wedding. Um, the wedding itself was beautiful as they usually are. Uh, you would have it was a little bit hot. It was outside. Uh, but the reception was nice and low key. You would have liked it again because it was, there was music, because there was no alcohol and no dancing and there was puzzles and games afterwards. Nice. And it, was, it was nice. Yeah. It lasted, it started about four, lasted until about nine, nine 30 party that I want to go to. Right yeah. Now. It, it, in a lot of ways, it was nerdy in the extreme. In fact, even, even where they have people signing the guest book, they had up there on placards, three of the journal articles that the two of them have co-authored over the last couple of years. So nice. Yeah, it was, it was, they definitely played to the, to their nerd sides and they both are, they're both very nerdy. Um, then last Sunday we went to church with them. They didn't leave right away for their honeymoon. Um, we went to church and then lunch afterwards. And that's basically the last we saw of them. 
uh, because they were the next day on Monday, they were going to get ready to go to Boston where they're currently at on their honeymoon. And my new daughter is, is texting me pictures and, and torturing me of every fancy meal that they eat and all this great seafood that they're having while they're there in Boston. Nice. <laughs> so she, she already knows how to get to me. Yeah. Um, Monday, we did little other than rest up for the trip and to pack. Uh, my mother and my sister and her friend and my cousin, they went out and did some touristy things like the Hollywood Walk of Fame and stuff, which my mother hated. Uh, but uh, she was able to duck into a few gift shops, which she did like because she likes to buy stuff. So that, that was good for her. And then we spent the last part of the day, or I spent the last part of the day trying to help my sister and her friend drink up all the alcohol they had left over. <laughs> so, so they didn't have to actually throw it away. That's good of you. That's the way to take one for the team. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't do too much. I had, I think, I had three beers, and they were light beers, and that. So that they, they were the ones that were trying to finish off the half bottle of uh, of um, uh, vodka, along with the the half case of Coronas that they still had left, or whatever. Tuesday, we flew out of LAX just after noon. Uh, got back uh, to New Orleans and got back here at Baton Rouge, and just about dark. Pretty much went right to bed. Found out later that that t- Monday and Tuesday, a number of people at the wedding came down sick. Um, no confirmed COVID, but some of it sounded like COVID, including my son and his new wife. Uh, but they were just kind of sick for like 24 hours for, or for, you know, 36 hours, nothing so bad. They were both quad vaxxed. So that's probably why they didn't really get anything. But there were probably a couple people. There's a lot of older people there at the wedding. And, and luckily, my mother didn't come down with anything, which was good. I'm not sure she could take it at 91 years old. Yeah. So we kind of got off easy. Wednesday and Thursday here back in Baton Rouge, just unpacked. Had to go out and restock the house with food because we have a tendency to eat down everything that we have, both in our in-house refrigerator and out in the, the free, big uh, 30 cubic foot freezer that we have just to make sure that we don't lose too much of anything when, if a storm comes while we're gone and there's a power outage, which happens pretty frequently down here in, New Orleans, in uh, Louisiana. Uh, then I spent some time finalizing the draft of the How to Cozy Mystery Book uh, first chapter that we were going to discuss for Patreon, or that we did discuss for Patreon yesterday. Uh, Friday, I worked for a few hours on the master bathroom, uh, getting close to the point where I'm going to be grouting the tub surround and also laying tile on the floor. Uh, then later in the afternoon, we had had an appointment to meet with our priest for a cup for coffee for a couple of hours. Uh, kind of a, a new member or I don't know, just kind of get to know you time. Uh, then we came home and veg for the rest of the night. Yesterday, the only really big thing I did was record with you uh, pay, the first Patreon episode uh, and then had to fiddle with the files in order to get them in side-by-side format and get the audio synced properly. And I guess here I'll talk a little bit or just mention a little bit about what those Patreon episodes are about. Uh, I've got this bug in my britches here about putting together a how to write a cozy mystery book. But unlike a lot of the other books that are out there, I want to do it packed with examples of how authors have, have done things in the past, taking snippets from their works, discussing what's good, what's bad about them, what they, what I think they were trying to accomplish and how they went about doing it. And yesterday we talked about the very first chapter of a, a cozy mystery, which really kind of the stuff we talked about can apply to the first chapter of almost any book, how, how you want to start off the book, 
in order to get the kind the reader in the frame of mind that you want them to be in for the rest of the story. And there is a couple of different ways you can do it. And we talked about that you know, in the episode. So yeah, if anybody's interested, you know, go check out our Patreon. Uh, that that's going to be a reoccurring thing that we'll be doing over the next few months as we kind of work our way through the different sections of, of any story that you would write, but especially having it relate to cozy mysteries. And then today there's just church stuff in the morning. Uh, we're recording this podcast a little bit earlier than normal. So I'm going to have a little bit of time to do some writing this evening and pretty much uh, that's it for the two weeks. Yeah. That, that Patreon is patreon.com slash new author podcast. Uh, there's a $1 level and a $5 level and the $5 level is where you're going to get the craft videos like the one we did yesterday. Although I think this first one, we are going to stick out there on YouTube and make it available and I'll link to it once it's there. Right. Uh, so you all can check out what we're doing and, you know, make sure it's something that you, you like, or you're interested in before you actually go shell out any money. So, right. Um, yeah. So, all right. So, uh, so we both had different, but yet interesting last couple of weeks in terms of just being busy running around and yeah. Yeah. It's not the same old, same old, but uh, right. I'm, I'm actually hoping to get back into kind of a boring routine if we can. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple of weeks before my routine goes boring, but yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it too. Um, all right. So in terms of my 2022 goals, I do have a couple of things to talk about here. Um, I, I talked about doing a YouTube channel early in the year and I decided not to do it. It was just, again, one of those things that was me saying no to myself, right. uh, just one of those things that was going to take too much time. But, uh, I think I may end up doing that, but instead of my channel, it'll be the new author podcast channel where we're just posting stuff here and there on YouTube as we do it. So we might post some of the Patreon stuff, or we might have other things that aren't going to be behind a paywall that we want to post, you know, things like that. I don't, I don't know yet. Um, I, I think this is the first time Rich is even hearing me say that out loud. So, uh, but I do like the idea of, I, I've always liked the idea of posting to YouTube. Um, you know, it's just a matter of, I never really had the content or took the time to make the content. So. Right. And it's, it's good advertising, number one, but number two, it's a, a good place just to collect what, like you said, whatever odds and ends we come up with uh, over time. I mean, I honestly love the idea of putting a couple of golf swings up there, even okay. though no one who listens to this podcast cares about golf, but they still might, you know, I listened to the Tony Kornheiser show podcast and it used to be a radio show. I've been listening to him since I think 1999 or 2000 when he was on the radio. And then he, he became a full-time podcaster a couple of years ago. And, you know, he, he's a sports guy, but he, you know, he has sports people, he's football and, and baseball uh, journalists that he is friends with on his show and stuff. But the stuff that I find most interesting is the stuff about him. Like when he right. talks about how the deer keep eating his, his tomatoes and he talks 15 minutes for the, about that. And that is the stuff that I find most interesting. So yeah. I think, you know, if there's somebody out there who likes the podcast and likes what they do and they are interested in more than just writing and they say, Oh, he posted a golf story. I'll go look at that. Even though they could care less about it. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's the human interest angle. Everybody's, everybody's interested in what other people's lives are like. And you got to know that there's somebody out there that's saying to themselves, what is this thing called golf? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, going and watching a video of me doing it may not be the best way for them to learn what actually golf is. Um, well, that could be. I, yeah. So, so there's that. Uh, yeah. So the, the new author podcast channel might turn into something. I'm not sure yet, but it might. We'll see. 
Uh, let's see. In terms of, okay, this is something, again, st sticking with golf because that's what I do. Uh, I had a, a goal for 2022 to stay single-digit handicap in my golf league. I started the year as a nine handicap. I immediately went up to 10, and I flirted with 11 and 12. And then over the last few weeks, I've come right back down to nine. So right now, I'm back to being a nine. So I didn't stay in a single-digit, but I did start the year and end the year as a single digit, which is kind of weird. Um, that's what happens when you tinker with your swing, though. You don't play as well. And then when the swing finally does come in, you play even better. And that's kind of what I'm shooting right. for. And now here comes the fun one, uh, a financial update. <clears throat> um, my partner in the golf league, his name is Ken. He's in his late 60s. He retired about a year ago. And he golfs more than me, if you can believe that. He golfs probably four days a week, sometimes five. And uh, last year, he went down to... Uh, actually early this year, I think it was February, March, April, he went down to Myrtle beach and stayed there for like three months in a condo. And then he came back and he's like, I'm moving there. I am so moving there. And I thought he was just kind of talking, but he wasn't, he's been spent the last couple of months fixing his house up. And last week he put it on the market and it's going to sell really fast. And he's already got condo space set up for him to go down to Myrtle beach to uh, live temporarily while he looks for a place and he's going to move. And he's been telling me all about this and it just got this whole thing that I've been thinking about for years of, I really want to get out of Ohio. I hate living in winter. I hate these winters. So I texted my sister earlier this week and I just said, Hey, financial expert, what exactly do I have to do to move? I go, do you know? I think my exact question was, do you think I could Myrtle, move to Myrtle beach right now? And her answer was something to the effect of, wait, I'm going to read it instead because it made me laugh. <laughs> um, any, any kind of money thing that I have with my sister makes me laugh because she's one way and I'm another way. And, um, and a lot of times I just say something, say something that's ridiculous. Cause I know it's going to make her laugh or she's going to say something funny back to it. Uh, where's that? I wrote hypothetically speaking, do you think I could afford a $320,000 house right now? <laughs> Knowing. And she wrote, um, in, in Cleveland, and I said, I said, God, no, as I told my mom and dad uh, a couple weeks ago, I would never sell my house in Northeast Ohio to buy a house in Northeast Ohio. And we started talking about it. And then I asked her what, what she thought. And she said, four questions. Will you keep your current job? Is your current house ready to sell? What's the market like? And do you have 20% down, down payment saved? Um, I'm pretty sure I can keep my job, but all the other answers were not good. Right. right. And, she, and she wrote, and I, she said, no, probably not. And I go, but do you think it's possible? Like I have these dreams of like just dropping everything and moving somewhere like they, like they do in the movies or TV shows or whatever. And uh, she said, I don't think it's a smart move and gave me some reasons. Then I wrote, oh, it's definitely not a smart move. Do you think it's possible? I just wanted her to say yes. It's all I was shooting for. She never, she never did. And she knows that. But, yeah, exactly. But what we did talk about was doing this. So I had been planning to do the Dave Ramsey pay off all your debt thing. And I was following along with it. I'm getting close. All I have left is a car and I owe just under 9,000 on that. And then you save uh, three to six months of your bills and then you pay off your house. And, and now you're debt free. That's changed. Um, the first step of paying off my car is still there. The second step, though, is becoming now save 20% for a down payment. Now, 20% of what? I have no idea. I'm just going to say $300,000 because that's a number. And 20% is probably easy to figure. What is it? $50,000? No. 60. See, it's, not even, it's not even that easy. To, see, that's too high. Can, can, you, can you somehow make 20% of $300,000 less? Can you do that for me? Well, um, my question for you about this is why would you want to buy a $300,000 house? Oh, it's a fantastic question. Um, wherever you go. I mean, for, for a guy like you who likes to golf, who writes, uh, who you know works from a computer, 
I mean, I, I, I would buy one of those, um, I could buy one of those uh, tiny houses. Well, buy one of the tiny houses, but even more practical probably is just think about buying a condo someplace. So the reason is, is because of, and, and right now I, I picked the number. I honestly just picked the number. I went to Myrtle beach and I said, Hey, what's close to the beach. And they're all expensive because they're close to the beach. And that's why I don't want to move to some, uh, middle of nowhere city in Kentucky or Florida or Arizona, just because I, it would be for the place I go would be for specific purposes. Right. Right. But even like, at, I, I don't know the market in Myrtle beach at all, but, uh, I would think for a couple hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand dollars you could get a, a really nice condo on the beach or near the beach. Oh. Uh, and, and yeah. you, no maintenance, no, uh, you don't have to worry about a lot lawns and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's, it's ideal. I mean, condos are ideal for older people who don't want to do maintenance or people, even younger people who don't want to worry about all the upkeep. You know, they're, they're not thinking about it as an investment per se. They're thinking about it as just as this is just a cost of living that I have to do. Um, yeah. But condos, I, I know back, back when I was younger, condos were kind of seen as a poor investment because, uh, I guess because the resale values were not as good or they were harder to sell. But nowadays, I tell you what, when I was up there in Detroit area with my mother, you can't throw a rock without hitting a new condo development. They are so hot up there. And I imagine it's, that's true every, every place else, too, because people are kind of transitioning out of this. As, as the boomers are aging up and they're transitioning out of houses and into condos and apartments. So. Yeah, I, I don't have a reason. I, the, 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 the reason I would say to you is because I haven't really looked into it yet. And it, maybe right. that's what I would have stumbled upon. Or now that you say it, I'm going to keep it in my back of my head as research. Um, it's funny because friend of the podcast, when Lindsay's on the podcast, Adrian, who is my sister's best friend and a friend of mine going back 40 years, she asked me the same question when I talked to her about this a long time ago. She said, why do you need a, a house that's so expensive? And it's like, well, I don't, obviously. And I don't if I don't have to, I won't. But right now I just thought what the number that I looked at was $300,000. And obviously if that can be 175, then that's much better. But the, the point is I'm going to pay the car off. And instead of paying the house off, I'm going to immediately start saving money at the same time that I'm fixing up my house to get it ready to sell. And then who knows five years from now, three years from now, or maybe never, I have no idea, but just to get to that point where I can do it if I want to, cause I don't, just like I told her, I do not want to go through another winter here and I have to, and I don't want to, and I'm tired right. of snow and I want to golf and all that good stuff. So, well, I, I assume you have more than 20% equity in your house right now, right? No. Oh, you don't have 20% equity? No, oh. it's, it's a oh. terrible situation that I'm in here. Oh, okay. Okay. Luckily I don't owe very much, but it's also not worth very much. That's the problem. Okay. And it's because it needs work. It needs work on the inside. From the outside, it looks fine. Uh, some of the rooms on the inside look fine, but there are a couple of rooms that need work. Uh, and there's just like odds and ends. But I've put a new roof on it. I've put new air conditioner and furnace on it. I've put new siding on it, carpeting, doors, windows, all in the last 10 years. So well, I will you, you must have 20% equity then. No, I had a I had a um, appraiser come in about six months ago and because I was going to refinance and he appraised it lower than what I owe. And I've been in it 21 years. Oh, you're kidding me. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it's a whole, it's a whole thing, but I'm not too concerned about that as I am, as I fix it up, then that equity does build. I think right. that that equity would absolutely build. So, um, anyway, so that's, that's where the financial thing is. It's definitely changed the, the, the obviously the first step hasn't changed, pay off the car. That'll be done in the next few months. Uh, and then after that, instead of 
just start pounding the house. I'm really going to just put that money in the bank at the same time that I am making changes to the house, fixing up the inside a little bit. Uh, I want to build a bathroom upstairs. That's part of the problem is I have a, a, a frame for a wall upstairs where a bathroom used to be. Right. And I haven't rebuilt the bathroom yet. So he looked at that as a negative, like, oh, there's still work going on. So he counted that against sure, it, yeah. which, you know, I just need to stick a tub and a sink and a toilet in there, put some, some floor down and <laughs> you got yourself a basic bathroom. It's, it's that easy, right? You've done that, right? That's why I said eight months ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. So that is something I am looking into um, and that I want to do. Uh, what else? So that's my financial update. And then is that all I have? Yeah. So that's all I have. Oh, oh, one last thing. Oh no, that is all I have for the um, for the financial for the 2022 goals. Let me just jump right into the news. Um, I had mentioned I had mentioned a couple weeks ago about doing some kind of a, a, a business re that revolved around fantasy football because I love fantasy football, obviously, and I have an idea, and I have um, and it's really simple. It's not something I would dive in. It's complex. Complex. I have somebody who would. I believe work with me on this idea, but I have to get it off the ground. He's not as excited about the starting as I am, but he would be fantastic to join me in this. So I have to get it started and then I can probably coax him into coming in and making it that much better. And uh, I have a friend, friend of the podcast, Brian, who I've mentioned many times in this podcast, actually sent an email, to, a text to me after listening to the last podcast and said he would do a website for me if needed. Oh. I'm assuming he wants me to pay him, which I would, yeah. uh, but it would be kind of cool to have a simple website put up that uh that would have what i need on it which again isn't very much so right, right. Uh, so that that progressed a little bit there i just have to come up with the details but that progressed uh while i'm in vegas i might work on that a little bit but we'll see when, when, when would you have to get it up and running in order to be ready for the next season well the next season starts uh in less than two weeks well, no not not this i mean the next one uh that's a good question because fantasy football isn't a big thing in like for the most part in like February, March, April, it does get a little bit big in May because the NFL draft happens, but it's not very, it's a, a very minimal amount of people play in leagues that matter in May because of the NFL draft. I play in two of them. Um, so really I, I would have to get off the ground, let's say in June. Okay. Uh, and really getting off the ground just means having a podcast because I want to have a podcast and then having a place that I can put documents that people can go in and download most likely for free, although I haven't decided what I want to do yet because there's going to be a paywall somewhere. I just don't know what it is yet. Right. But I do like the idea of just giving away some some rankings and things like that for free. Um, uh, yeah. There, so you could you could basically soft launch in 2023. You know, give away stuff for free, build up an audience, and then do something more intense for 2024. Yeah, I'm reminded of um uh oh, what's the what's not not book funnel the other one story origin. I'm reminded of story origin where he went beta and it was free for like two, three years. He yeah, was out there. Beta. Maybe even more than that. <laughs> oh, is it really? It Jeez, I, didn't even, I, yeah. I know when I joined it, it was probably 2018 and he finally went live. Yeah, you might be right. He finally went live. I think last year right. and started charging people. I could see doing the same thing because it's something that I love to do. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that for free, which I could, I have the time. And again, I have a full-time job that pays me well. Uh, so I can afford it. Um, if you can go for free for a while and not only build up a customer base, but also make sure that when you do finally launch, everything works the way you want it to work. Um, right. You can even take input from the people that, that like, you, you know, go to the site and things like that, then I think it could be really good. So, um, so that, that, that's really the only piece of news I have because all I've been doing book related, author related over the past couple of weeks is just editing. It's all I've been doing. 
Yeah. And, and I don't really have any news either. It's been other than going to the wedding. It's been really calm around here. Uh, we're just trying to get back into a flow of some kind for the month of September. It's going to get hectic again come October because I'll be heading back up to my mother's place to help uh, get her packed up. In, well, I don't know. Packed up is probably not the right word. But to go through all the stuff in her tri-level house to decide what she wants to keep, what she wants to get rid of before she does move into a condo, which I think she's targeting sometime after the first of the year. Uh, Still you. looking for one, right? Haven't found yeah, one. yeah, and it's not really seriously looking. We went out for when I was up there and we looked at a number of places, so we got a feel for what's, what's there, what the market's like. Now, the market, uh, real estate market is starting to tank up there just like it is every place else in the country with higher interest rates. So the kind of the pricing levels we saw are going to vary a little bit, probably come down some. But uh, what her house is worth right now relative to what, what condos are worth, that relationship will probably stay pretty much the same. So, okay, yeah, it's not that's not going to matter. Because she's got she's got a house that's in a, a pretty desirable neighborhood where there's lots of young families moving in. It's basically a starter house, uh, 260, 270 range, something like that. And, uh, you know, 17, 1500, 1700 square feet, not counting the basement. But, uh, you know, the condos that she would want to go into, which are around a thousand square foot, she doesn't want to get much above that. You know, they're, they're running around 200,000. So she's going to be able to make that move pretty easy when she finally pulls the trigger. Pulling the trigger is hard on anything when you're 91. You know, you've been, she's only lived in two places. The first place she lived for 35 years, the second place she lived for 30 years in her adult life. So. Yeah, that would be tough. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> okay, in terms of my my uh, running list of future things to do, and I will say that uh, when I get back from Vegas and get through my fantasy football drafts, this is when I'm going to start concentrating on this because most of this revolves around having the next book to be released. It also revolves around our Patreon and getting that off the ground also. So uh, I still need to call an electrician. That's a big deal about my golf simulator. Uh, that is something that I would need to do if I was fixing up my house to sell is get electricity back in that building. Because even though the next person may not like it as a golf simulator, it's a big building and can be used for a lot of things. So. Mm-hmm. Um, That's one uh, Facebook ad for the podcast. I've been talking about this for a couple months now, Uh, but now that we have the Patreon and we have some content that's going to go up there, it's something that I want to do along with the whole setup of how I'm going to release my first book, including a Facebook ad that um, tries to drive people to a mailing list where I can give them chapters. Uh, You know, if I wanted to give the first 14 chapters over two weeks, you know, that, that might be a way to go. I don't know the format yet. Is that a PDF? Is that, uh, something in book funnel that I, I have no idea how I would do that yet, but that's something to work out. That could be another thing that I really sit and work out while I'm in Vegas. If I get my editing finished, um, right before I get back. And lastly, uh, the, the new, uh, podcasting opening closing that would include your details. Also, I've been saying that for a while and haven't done it, but then I may want to get a second one that is very similar, but it's just for the Patreon mm-hmm. podcast, just to make a little a little bit different. Right. Uh, so I'm going to look into that also. And those are all things I plan to do in the next couple of weeks. Uh, once I get through all the, the fun, basically a week from Thursday, I have two drafts as this on the same day, the season starts. One of the drafts will go while there's a game going on. Um, and once that is done, once I drive home that night, get up the next day, it's a Friday morning. My book will be to the editor and all fantasy football drafts will be done. And now I can relax. So yeah, yeah, that'll be good. Uh, 
Yeah, in terms of my addicted to uh, the 372 pages podcast is still going. I'm still re-listening. They just got through Ready Player Two, which is a fun, fun listen. Uh, <laughs> they don't they don't really speak well of that book, but it is so much fun to listen to them. I, I don't um, think I've heard anybody speak well of that book. Yeah, it hasn't been received well. Uh, it's horrible. It's a horribly written book. Yeah. Uh, I would love to just give a chapter of it to my mom to have her rip apart the same way she ripped mine apart when I was writing for the first time, just to see what she would do to it. Cause it's in these days of, of electronic public digital publishing, you can really tell the money grabs from the people who have really seriously thought out what they wanted to do with the story. I mean, one of the simple examples, and, and and you may you might get kicked out of this. I'm not sure. One of the simple examples that he gives is he says, you know, everything in that book is about a reference. The reference is the most important thing. Um, it's the it, it doesn't matter about story. I mean, there's there's a line in the book where he says he's talking about a battle that happens, and he says it happened way around the corner over there. I didn't see it, so I don't really know what happened. <laughs> like, dude, you're the author you're supposed to be telling us what happened but um one of my favorites is he references um magnum pi and he says he says i could almost see you know magnum pi sitting there in his familiar detroit lions hat it's like no no no. he wore a detroit tigers hat right that would have taken you three seconds to google and you didn't even do that and let, let alone the fact that he's he's really aging the story out if he's referencing Magnum PI number one and anything related to Detroit sports number two. So yeah, well, he claims it's, it's the, the, so I don't know if you, did you read the first one? Uh, I think I read part of it. I didn't read the whole thing. Yeah. I love the story of the first one and I love the, I love the movie. It's not that the book is not written well, but I didn't care because I love those. I'm the, I think I said this before. I love fan service. So like, if you're just going to be like, if you're going to just mention all these things, Star Wars over, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm happy to read it. It's not written well, but the references in that case were good for me. But in this mm. second one is so bad. Yeah. So they're getting ready to start now. It's potentially my favorite uh, part other than the the Ernest Klein books, the three books they've done on Ernest Klein with the Ready Player One and Two and then Armada is they do a cozy mystery and oh. they, they just go in and they read book six of a series and it's a short book. It's like 180 pages and it is it is so much. And th this is one of those books where they're like, yeah, we know it wasn't written that well, but we really, really had fun reading it. And uh, so I'm getting ready to start listening to those again. And I've listened to those no a number of times, but I'm excited to, to listen to those again. Which book are they doing? Oh, man, I, I feel bad. Um, I feel bad. Let me see. Hold on. 372 pages. It's a, it's a quilting book. Okay. I think it's called, I think it's called the, the Quilters Strike Back. Here we go. It's called uh, The Quilters Pushback, Miranda Hathaway Adventure number, it says number seven, but I thought it was number six that they did. Um, and it's written by Mary Devlin Lynch, Debbie Devlin Zook, and Beth Devlin Kuhn, which are three oh, sisters. Nothing, nothing written by committee is ever good. Well, you can, and, and they'll even, they even remark in the podcast how you can tell when it goes from this chapter to the next chapter he, that you can, this is a different person writing this chapter because right. it's so different than the previous. Right. My favorite thing about this book was like in the first three pages, a good 18 or 19 characters were introduced. So <laughs> I remember going to their Facebook page and just posting, I need an org chart for this thing. And by the end of it, there were like 119 characters that were in this 180 page book. It was hilarious. We were talking yesterday when we were recording uh, the Patreon video about how uh, how much time we give the author to actually hook us, and you you were mentioning how um, you usually you, you know you don't decide whether or not to continue reading the book based on the first paragraph or the first page even or the first chapter. But when and I generally don't either. But when I hit one of those 
genealogy kind of things or you know dumps like that where there's all these people in all these places and everything's being described in detail in a way that you know it's not going to matter to the story i just i put those books down because i just don't have the time i would say for this book go get it it's a fun book like it's you know it could be written a little bit better i'm not going to criticize them too much but because I'm sure they sell just a lot of it because they have so many, they have a ton of books out, right. but it is, it was just, I'm trying to find it now. Cause there's a, there's a, a section right early on. I was going to read real quick, but it is a fun book. And, and I would, and, but it's also fun to listen to them talk about it because you can tell they're not, they're not making fun of it because it's bad. And it's terrible. They're making fun of it because they're having fun reading it. Oh, okay. And okay. there's a difference. And anybody who's watched Rift Tracks or Mystery Science Theater kind of knows what I'm talking about because that's what they do. They don't. They'll they'll even say in their in their in their on uh, on their podcast that we're not doing this because we hate what we're doing. We're doing it because they give us joy. Okay. So it's kind of like this backhanded compliment. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, I can't find it in my Kindle library, but yeah. So uh, it's that's starting up. And then my other addicted to, and, and I'm sure you can guess, is fantasy football because it is that time of year, and I have a lot of YouTube channels I watch and podcasts I listen to. And NFL Channel right now is on my TV as we as we record this with the Giants and the Jets playing in their third preseason game. So um, yeah, those are my my big. Uh, now I should know this, but season starts week after next. Is that right? A week from Thursday. Yeah. Oh, a week from Thursday. Yeah, right, right on Thursday. Yeah. Well, my addicted to is still the iced coffee kick. And in fact, I've been drinking one while I've been uh, sitting here. Uh, been drinking it with a a sugar alcohol in it. They oh. call them sugar alcohols. It's not actually alcohol, but it's a kind of sugar. It's not not like saccharin or something like that, but it's, it's a sugar that's got a couple extra atoms added to it that your body, because of that, has no insulin reaction to it. It doesn't get absorbed into your bloodstream. It doesn't react to it as sweet, and yet it tastes sweet just like regular sugar. And that's kind of one of my new kicks is this uh, uh, non, I guess it would be low glycemic index sugars. And that's all part of this ketones kick thing that I'm on uh, that my sister got me hooked on my, my pusher, the sister, um, <laughs> or my sister, the pusher, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, hooked on these ketone supplements. <clears throat> and... Uh, I've lost some weight. I think I'm down almost seven pounds now over the last probably not quite three weeks. Uh, and I managed to gain absolutely nothing on this trip. And all I did was eat, wow. out, eat out in restaurants and drink beers that I don't usually drink. So, nice. yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm sold on these things. We'll see if I can continue going. My goal ultimately long run is to lose about 30 pounds. I'd like to get down about around 195 or so. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, going forward. All right. In terms of my upcoming week, and I wrote in the outline that, that we're looking at here that this is going to be a fun week. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite weeks of the year. Um, maybe extended a couple of days extra, but uh, Sunday today after the podcast, if I have time, which I believe I will not leave until about 630, it's only about 415. I'm going to try to do one chapter. Um, I'm working on chapter 18 right now and chapter 18 is trying to figure out the word count uh chapter 18 is 1751 words it's not very many to read and in fact the next one's only 1455 so maybe i'll try to get two chapters done before i leave uh and then i have to leave around 6 30 for my next fantasy football draft actually it's an auction um anybody who plays fantasy football if you do drafts you have to do an auction it is 
the most fun. If, if we're in a draft and there's 12 of us and I have the 12th pick, I can't get the best player in football. He's going to go first overall. I never, ever have a chance at him. But if you're an auction, you can get whoever you want. You just have to pay for him. Right. And uh, you have a, so in the auction that I'm in tonight, we have a $200 salary cap. There's 12 of us. It's $200 fake money. There's 12 of us. And, um, and we will just start throwing players out and bidding on them and you build your team. And I absolutely love doing auctions. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. Tomorrow, I'm probably not going to get home until about 11, 11.30. And then tomorrow I work. I work all day. I'm going to do laundry. And in the evening, I'm going to start packing uh, for Vegas. And then I'm going to try to get the Patreon content up. Uh, so if you, again, if you want to see what we did, it's patreon.com slash new author podcast. And I am going to put this up on YouTube at some point. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe a week from now. It just depends on when I get time to put it up there. Uh, there'll be some extra stuff going up on Patreon along with that video. Uh, again, it was a lot of fun yesterday talking with you about the Cozy Mystery stuff and what you have with Chapter 1. I enjoyed hearing all the examples, um, and I, I really enjoyed mixing my own writing into it to kind of see how it stacked up to some of the examples. And in fact, you did the same thing, which was pretty cool. Right, yeah, that, I, I like that part too. That was good. Yeah. Uh, let's see Tuesday work from home. And then I immediately leave for my golf league. It is the last week of the season. I'm in one of the last groups. I will not get home until probably eight 39 o'clock, nine 30, somewhere in there, which means I have to pack for Vegas on Monday because on Wednesday I'm getting up, I'm working half a day and then I'm going to head to the airport. Uh, my flight actually doesn't leave until four 55 and then I have a three hour layover in Denver. So my plan is to, there's a, there's a restaurant that I go to anytime I fly in Cleveland, uh, that has a, the, the seats actually go out into the terminal a little bit and I will sit there with my laptop and I will do some writing, uh, some editing. And then I, during the three hour layover, I'll do the same thing. I'll try to find a, a restaurant or something in Denver where I can sit, grab a Coke and maybe eat something again, depending on what time I eat. Uh, earlier in the day. And I'd love to get a couple chapters done on this flight during this flight. Uh, I didn't expect, but if I can get like two to three chapters done, um, it'll definitely be a, a good, a good Wednesday. Thursday, uh, I get to do something I absolutely love doing, which is waking up in Vegas. Uh, I have nothing planned for Thursday, so I'm definitely gonna get breakfast. I love one of my favorite things about getting up in the morning in Vegas is then going to a buffet and getting breakfast. Oh, it's are, are you staying at MGM or? Staying at Bellagio. Bellagio. Okay. Yeah. Um, they ha- and they have a buffet, which is nice. Um, I'll do some gambling. Not much, but I'll do some gambling. I'm going to, I believe college football starts. Uh, actually, I actually started this past weekend, but the, all the games start that weekend. Everybody plays that weekend. And I'm sure there's some Thursday games. So I'll definitely do some sports betting, but I'll also do some editing of this book while I'm, again, I have nothing planned that Thursday. And I know. It's going to sound weird. I know people are not going to like what I'm about to say, but there will be a good two to three hours where I sit in my room and I edit because I can't do the Vegas experience 24 seven. I, even when we go to the writer's conference, Lindsay and I were like this last year. I'm always like this. When I go to the writer's conference, I usually find a break and I go back to the room for an hour. I have to just get away from people. Yeah. uh, I'm the same way. I mean, I can, I, I don't mind people. I don't mind talking, but it really wears me out and I can only do it for, you know, half a day at a time. Then I need a break. And if I, if I sit down in the casino for, you know, I don't know, 16 hours on Thursday, I will lose way too much money and I can't do that either. Um, I'm on a bit of a budget 
because I have to pay for a lot of fantasy football teams. Um, <laughs> Friday, I have my first draft. Actually, it's an auction. It's at 10 a.m. Vegas time. It'll take about three hours and they will provide lunch, which is always nice. And then I will go. It'll be over by one o'clock. Then I will go back. Uh, I will. Well, it's in the Bellagio. And this is the first time I'm staying in the Bellagio where the drafts are. So I will go back probably to my room and do a little bit of editing. But I'll also bet on some sports. I'll bet on some Friday games. Saturday, I have two drafts. Uh, one's at one o'clock, one's at four o'clock. And then I, I'm, I'll spend that Saturday the same way that I spend every Saturday since I started doing this back in like 2016, which is go to the sports book and watch a whole bunch of college football and have a whole bunch of betting slips in front of me. Um, and that's what I'll do. And then Sunday, I'll get up in the morning, probably really early, and I'll fly home. Um, and I'll probably get home later in the evening. It's it's usually a whole trip when I fly home. It's a it's a whole day's worth of uh, traveling because I'll take I think I have another three hour layover in Denver, and uh, and then we're gonna podcast on Monday Labor Day, which is the following day. And then I think after that, what we'll probably do if this is good with you is shift to Saturdays. Right, I'm already planning on that. Yeah, because the NFL season is starting, and I love the NFL. It is my life. Uh, my goal for this week. So I have to turn in the, um, I have to turn in the book to the editor on Labor Day. So my goal for this week is to, by the time I get home Sunday night, is to have the entire book edited. Now this is a big lofty goal I'm setting here, just so you know, because on Monday I'm gonna, I don't have to work Monday Labor Day, uh, but I'm probably going to need a lot of time to format it and get it into a word document. So even if I have a couple chapters left to do, those are those chapters at the end. And let's do this. Let's do this. Let's change my goal. My goal is to get to the climax um, this week. And then the last six or seven chapters are like 400 words. It's almost like one big chapter. So if I have to sit for a couple hours on Monday morning and do that, no big deal. Then I have to format it and get it to a, a format I can send her and then send it to her by the end of the day. So I'm going to say that. Let's get to chapter... 46 out of the 53 okay. if i can get through that that's about that's a lot of chapters that's, again it's a lofty goal so but, it's it's due to see on monday is that yeah okay. labor day labor. Yep. Okay. so that is my schedule it's uh again it's gonna be a fun one it's writing and gambling what, what you know what could go wrong here you know this is just my sure. my ignorance here about uh mm -hmm. sports betting do you just bet on the outcomes of the games or do you bet on uh do you do it by quarter? Uh, how does it work? Is it, are those side side bets like they have in golf and, you know? Yeah. The ones, I mean, you can get crazy with it if you want to, but I generally bet the outcome of the game completely with, with the point spread, okay. but, but I will occasionally put a first half bet out there where what will the score be at halftime? Mm -hmm. um, I was doing that with the Cleveland Cavaliers basketball team last year when I was able to bet them. Unfortunately, sports betting is illegal in Ohio right now. So like there were times I would go to Pennsylvania and take care and, and do it. Or if I'm in Vegas, you know, while they're playing, I would do it because the Cavaliers seem to give up a lot of points in the first half. Okay. And I don't know why. So I was winning a lot of those bets. Um, but for the most part, I just bet the outcomes of games, um, and I'll do a parlay. So I'll bet like a two team parlay where you have to win both bets to win the money. Mm -hmm. But if you put like $15 on a game and then, or if you put $10 on a game and you win the parlay, the $10 will pay you like 25 to 35 instead of just doubling your money. If you win the, the okay. Game. So, right, right. Okay. I love well, it. Oh, I love sitting there with all those betting slips in front of me. It's so much fun. <laughs> Well, this coming week for me, uh, tomorrow, Monday, I'm going to be writing in the morning. Uh, I have a my annual physical at 1 o'clock, so I'm going to have to take a break for that. And then later in the evening, I think work a little bit more on the master bath. I'm not sure how much I'll get done. Uh, there's a few spots that I need to still put a little bit of plaster on 
uh, where it's not quite even the way I like it. I'm, I'm kind of a perfectionist with these walls. So I'm going to try to fix that up on Monday evening. Tuesday through Friday, I'm going to have a pretty steady schedule. I think I'm going to work on the bath in the mornings. Uh, looking forward to getting started with the tile, grouting the tile, and then maybe even laying, starting to lay the floor. Uh, then right in the late afternoons and the evenings. Um, my writing is going to be a combination of things, pretty much whatever I feel like on the particular day. I've got revisions to do both on the novella and the book one. I'm still, you know, just in the early stages of expanding book two. I actually don't have an outline yet for book two. So it's really something I need to get on is to get a full outline for it. I've just been kind of doing it. Uh, well, I'm only into chapter two. So just kind of be doing it as I think of the story in my head. But I think I'm probably at the stage now where I've got a, got a good idea of how I wanted to start the story. Then I have to just get down in outline form where I want the story to go. And then maybe I'll even work a bit on the uh, next Patreon installment, which we'll probably do in a few weeks. Uh, where I'm thinking, uh, you know, it took us the an hour and a half yesterday to go through that chapter one. I think if we're really going to get through this in a reasonable amount of time, we're going to have to start doubling up in the chapters. So I'm going to look at maybe putting something together for chapters two and three for the next time that we record. Uh, Saturday right now, I'm planning just to catch up on some outside maintenance. Uh, grass hasn't been cut in a week and a half. It doesn't look too bad. The one thing, things grow like crazy here in Louisiana, but grass, once the real heat of the summer hits, it does. It tends to really slow down, even though we do get a, a lot of rain. So it's not in too bad a shape, but I've got a lot of weed whacking to do in the backyard, especially. Uh, the weeds are getting pretty tall uh, and out of, out of bounds. Uh, and then next Sunday, church in the morning, followed by reading and writing for the rest of the day, pretty much. And then uh, next Monday, we'll be podcasting. And the best thing I wrote this week was not really very good. So <laughs> I've got nothing to read. So I have I have something to read. It's a little bit longer than like the paragraph that we normally read. But I want to chat with you real quick about it. Um, have you ever seen the movie Shaun of the Dead? I have not. I know okay. about I know about the movie, but I have not read. Okay, so I don't like violent movies like that. I don't like the blood for the sake of blood type of movies. Uh, I really don't like blood anyway. That's why I love Star Wars. Um, and uh, but in the beginning of Shaun of the Dead, do you know about the whole thing he did with the? I'm going to say foreshadowing. Um, well, I think so. What would what so there's a bar scene and uh, the main character. I don't remember any of their names. It's been so long. Breaks his girlfriend breaks up with him. So he sits down with his buddy and his buddy says, here's what we're going to do tonight. And he says, first, we're going to have a bloody Mary. And then he continues on through this. We're going to, we're going to have a couple shots and we're going to uh, knock off a few. We're going to, what do you say? We're going to knock off a King or go to the Kings, something like that. So it's this whole thing where he's basically saying, this is what we're going to drink tonight, where we're right. going to go. Right. But in reality, it's the rest of the movie's plot. Okay. Like he says, Bloody Mary, the first zombie they kill, her name is Mary, and there's a lot of blood. Okay. <laughs> and the king is actually his father, and he dies. And when they have a couple shots, it's actually it's the, the gunshots in the bar at the very end of the movie. Like, I love that he did this, right? Yeah. I tried to do it in book one of my science fiction series with one of my characters. Nobody's going to know about it except me because I love the fact that it's in there. Well, I tried to do it again in this book. So I'm going to read this and I'm okay. going to get your opinion on this. Okay. So this is the beginning of chapter two. I actually started reading this yesterday on our Patreon uh, podcast. I'm just going to start from there. I'm going to skip a little bit of some of the description that doesn't matter. It's really just the dialogue that I care about. So here we go. This is chapter two. This is the scene where we meet the protagonist for the very first time. His name is Sam. I could so be a private detective, Sam said. 
Sam Norris sat at the small round table in the hotel's lobby, a mostly empty plate pushed into the table's middle and his nose buried into a worn paperback. I'd probably start as someone who sits at home searching the internet for missing people. I wouldn't want to leave my house or anything. I'm not exactly one for searching dark alleys or chasing down dangerous criminals. I'm sure the local police would recognize my talent and beg me to come and help them. I'm sure they would, Linus mumbled. So I skipped the part where we introduced Linus. He is Sam's coworker sitting across from him. <clears throat> I'm sure they would, Linus mumbled. They'd start by asking for my help on cold cases, you know, things I could put my newly found internet expertise at work to solve. But eventually there'd be a case out there where they'd need me on the scene. On the scene, Linus asked. What are you, Joe Kenda? I'd be out there with another detective sitting in a car outside a sketchy building, a strip club, or a dilapidated apartment complex. Please, God, don't let me be in your little fantasy, Linus muttered. Sam continued, the smell of coffee would hang inside the car like a low fog, making it tough for me to see the police officer in the passenger seat munching on a donut. Sadly for him, though, I'd already be working on my, the last one, my third, but before I could finish it, the bad guy would emerge. We'd jump out of the car and the chase would begin. In the end, my partner would get shot, but not killed, and I'd be the one who catches the bad guy. You don't like to run, Linus said. Maybe get yourself a scooter or a Segway or something. There'd probably be a movie about my life. Brad Pitt would play me. Maybe Tom Cruise. He always runs. I don't, I don't think so, Linus said. And then it goes on and on from there. But a lot of what I just said is how this book plays out. And uh, I don't know if anybody's going to get that I did this. I just love the idea of it. So I'll probably do it more, but I just did it in this one. So. I think pe people who read mysteries, are, are, they're going to look at that and they're going to say, uh-oh. This is uh -huh. what, you know, they're going to say, Good. You know, this, this is being laid out here about how it's going to good, and then and then they'll be looking to see how you actually do it. Right. right, yeah. So anyway, that was something that I really enjoyed. I mean, if I came across that at the beginning of a book, that's that's the first thing I would think. Yeah. Now I did, I did, I mixed a lot of description of like what Linus is doing. He's eating chili and crackers, and and he's well, mumbling to himself because he's kind of a jerk. Right. Um, but you, yeah, you don't want to make it too obvious. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So no, that was good. I like that. So, okay. All right. Well, that is all I have for the podcast. Do you have anything else? No. In fact, I'm worn out after three hours of recording this weekend. So, yeah. Yeah, that's right. We have recorded a lot this weekend. Um, all right. Well, if you can, you can find me if you need to, if you want to contact me for any reason, jerry at jerryevanoff.com. The website is jerryevanoff.com. I really need to go in and update the website. I need to get stuff in there about the mystery book and just get, I mean, it hasn't been touched for the most part in the last couple of years because I haven't published. I need to go in and do that. And luckily, Caro has made it so easy to make these changes. Um, uh, Caro's website is in the show notes every week. Uh, if you need a website, please go to Caro. She is fantastic. And I know if you have um, SPF, uh, SPF ads for authors or any of those things that they sell, I think they offer um, promo codes for Caro's stuff. So definitely look for that. Look for that in there. It's very nice. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Jerry E25. On Facebook, you can find me at Jerry Evanoff Author. Again, go to patreon.com slash new author podcast and check out what we're doing. A lot of the stuff that we did this week will be free um, to give you guys an idea of what's behind the paywall. And if you like it, please sign up. A dollar uh, is just is kind of a fan of ours. And I'll put a lot of the stuff I put up, just the fun stuff on the dollar level so that any of the dollar subscribers can see it. Uh, and then the the, the uh, stuff we're doing on, on craft is going to be behind the $5 paywall. Uh, it's great. I'm so excited with what we did yesterday please go check it out right I'm also on snapchat and i'm also on instagram but those things don't matter because i don't well snapchat i do everything on instagram i don't do anything on so yeah, yeah. if you want to get a hold of me i'm at rich at richcasey.com um on facebook at rich casey author 
And yeah, you know, go check out the Patreon and, and the YouTube channel when uh, Jerry gets those things posted. I think you'll find it interesting. All right, everyone, we will see you next on Labor Day. So we'll be one day later than normal. And oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I just got an email. I just got before I, before I say goodbye. I just got a message from Paul because I sent him one earlier. He said, uh, bah, 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 bah. yeah, he, that is his affiliate link that I'm going to put up there. So if you like it, um, if you want to see it, click the link that I'm going to put in the show notes. That's actually Paul's affiliate link. But again, it doesn't cost any extra. He just gets a little bit of kickback for letting me know about it so that I can let you all know about it. And that's for the Amazon ads. Correct. Okay. Correct. That course. So, all right, everyone. Um, thank you. We will talk to you all on Labor Day. Yep. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, find Jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com. 